He's right in front of me and I can honestly tell him that I'm going to knock him spark out. Leaping right hand by the Prince. Ooh. And a hard left. And Kelly's down for the third time. Very welcome along to Off the Ball on Off the Ball with me, Ronan Mullen, Andy Lee, and Phil Egan. Plenty to get into on this week's show, including a brilliant week for the Irish amateurs in Minsk. But we start with this week's guest, Ray Moylan, who's in the studio. Ray, how are things? I'm good, Ron. Thank you very much. How's life? Yeah, life is great. Um, I suppose a lot of changes since I was in here last. Um, new management um, on the, the Watch for Live, Packy Collins, and. Uh, a new fight date as well in Boston uh, under the Murphy's banner uh, or Murphy's boxing banner. So, yeah, but it's promising. And I've, I think the last time I was here, I was in I was in a crossroads. You know, I didn't know what what, I, what was happening and where I was going with with management and with fights. So, thankfully, now I have a bit of structure and a bit, and a bit of guidance. Yeah, and we have to get into all that. Andy Lee is here as well. Andy made his ring return on Friday. Oh yeah, how did that go? It's good. Very good, yeah. 27 rounds, you said? Uh, 27 rounds. Like, I don't know if I was popular or they didn't like me because <laughs> I had the most people. I actually, actually, had, actually got, I persuaded two of the people to, to win with Mike, uh, Michael Carew because I knew the lads. They'd signed up to Sparrow. I was like, lads, there's too many. I can't do this. <laughs> 27. So I said, will you go in with Mike Carew? And they said, yeah, they would. Um, but it was good. It was a great, great cause for uh, CF Ireland. Um, it was a great atmosphere. And lots of parents of kids with, with CF, and they were very appreciative. So yeah, I was glad I did it, you know, because going up there, I was like, how do I get myself into the situation? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then uh, it was good fun. Uh, Paddy Barnes, John John Nevin, Kenneth Egan, and Michael Crude were all the boxers. And then we, we, I think there was like 60 people who had signed up to do it. So it was a lot of money raised, and a great night was had, yeah. And when it, were any of the lads taking it too seriously? No, it was, there was some guys who were taking it ser- more serious. There was one guy in particular, yeah. And like <laughs> we were just outside on the aisles, you know, in the stadium. Like yeah. We weren't even in the dressing rooms. So we were just hanging around. Uh, we're, 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 and like there was one guy, and he was warming up. He had his own robe with his name <laughs> on the back of this and that. And he was shadow boxing. He had his son, the kid, like taking photos. I thought, oh, this is, this is sad. You know, like he had his son taking photos. Take a video of me now. And then like uh, he got in with me. But I'd seen on his way down, like he was there with his wife and his kids. And I was like, I was thinking, like, well, before I was thinking, like, I'm going to give, put it, <laughs> put this one, teach him a lesson, like, let him know this is a real, this is a real business here. But then I said, ah, let him have his night. So I let him work me over a bit. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he can, he can well, lie like, off it now for a while, I think. But I think, like that, you know, you were saying he was taking pictures of him warming up and going in the ring with Andy Lee. Like, that's a big deal. That's on someone's yeah, I know, uh, yeah. story, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like it was just there was, a, there was a hint of like delusion about it all, you know, with with a couple of them. You know, I'm going to edit that to say Andy Lee schooled by <laughs> yeah. Elvis. Well, that's, <laughs> I was actually thinking that as well, like you know, that somebody these videos. I have to be careful because these videos will be going around. You know, the WhatsApp 
sphere and like if I ever do get caught a good one I'll be <laughs> no, it was all in good good. it was all done in the right spirits that most people were there for the right reason just to raise money and have a bit of crack and uh, it was good yeah but sometimes it is hard to, to go easy sparing you know because you will get caught with silly shots yeah if someone even someone that doesn't know what they're doing mm. um it's like how do you predict what they're going to do you know so it is early on in the spot it's like I was, the first time I went in it's the first seven I was letting him hit me and I was just taking on the gloves but then I was I could feel myself marking up for my own gloves and I said yeah it's not worth it it's going to look bad now coming home with that. <laughs> <laughs> what will my wife say yeah. <laughs> see the other guy <laughs> just cut that cut that out and, yeah, it, was, it was a great night and uh, yeah so I, I'll definitely do it again just because of the, the but I'll make sure I train next time it was the first time I was in the ring in two years come back First time I'd really done any exercise in two years. So the hunger, the hunger back. I actually no, you kind of like towards the end I was kind of you kind of getting those reflexes <laughs> yeah. again. You know, you kind of slipping and like letting shots go, and you're thinking, like, oh, this is actually good fun again. You know, yeah. just enjoying it. <clears throat> and Ray, you mentioned the unorthodoxy there. We were just talking about Artem Lobov off air, and how difficult is it to read someone who doesn't really know what they're doing? Yeah, like it's 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 hard to, to be able to read someone when they're coming in. Um, unconventional you know so they're throwing jabs that, like that maybe you shouldn't be throwing a jab or it's very straight and very direct but like when I'm boxing out for, for all my life and I've seen everything but then when they do something that's, that's not in the script you know it, it's hard to react to it but now there's never any danger with it but it is a little bit uncomfortable and it might catch off guard. more of a fellow who doesn't know what he's doing I think so because like, he doesn't know what he's doing himself <laughs> so like there's no way you can know whereas if I was in with Andy I could try and because I know how fun. how complex it is and how how he would be thinking Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd be able to um, I'd be able to beat him easy that way but uh, no and, uh, but I'd be able to read him I'd be able to read well and figure and try and figure out what he would do no I probably wouldn't but <laughs> I mean, you weren't about to give an example oh he's rolling on next year at the CF challenge <laughs> and no, leave us right no violent. I'm just saying from a, a top boxer you could nearly you could nearly work <laughs> yeah, you off can, his pattern you can see yeah, you, can yeah. Think, you know what's going to happen then a novice coming off the street you don't know what they're going to do you know so but there's never any danger but um, just, um, so you back to, are you is Pascal managing you know? yeah Pascal is yeah. co-managing now but to be honest with you there's not an awful lot of managing with me because over the last couple of years um, since I turned over I made a lot of links you know through King uh, Casey and Murphy's in Boston and um, I have a lot of support over there and Packy sort of just guided me over there you know we didn't need to be ringing up any other promoters. It's unusual because you were with Assassins but you were still fighting yeah. Murphys. Yes, Murphys. yeah, I was sort or, of... More so, if not... I was sort yeah. of loaned out. I was sort of uh, subcontracted out uh, to Murphys. Um, so we, the reason it all sort of came about was... I, when I, the only reason I signed with Assassin was I said I want 10 fights in the first year. And, like, that's a... That's a big investment for any management company to, to be able to guarantee you. And, but they couldn't... So they wanted to get my my signature on paper and but they couldn't really fulfill what they said they were doing so then they sort of loaned me out to other to other promoters and get me fighting but that actually worked to my advantage that when I did pull away from Assassin I had my own links made up that I, did, I wasn't in limbo and I knew exactly where I was going after that um, but uh, and it was good obviously to start your career as well there's nothing too major you know no dangerous fights or anything so was nice to be able to, to box in England, Ireland, America, you know, see all these different places. And then by the time I came to make my decision, um, I knew exactly where I wanted to go.
Mm. And Larry Fires is the fight at hand, and we'll get to that shortly. But yeah. all this talk of European success for the Irish amateurs calls to mind Ankara in 2011. And like, what are your memories of that? Must be yeah, must be fun. like it's it does. I obviously haven't thought about it for a long time, but looking at the European games there now and looking at Kurt Walker win the gold, like it, it has to draw your mind back, you know. But I probably didn't realise how big of a deal it was when I actually did win it. Um, you were probably the first European champion in a long time. Um, no, I wasn't. I was I was at the Europeans in Moscow and Paddy Barnes won them. Really, yeah? And yeah, I got beaten in my first fight on a count back and your man went on to win a medal, you know, so... I always and I always knew I was close, but I, uh, boxing's uh, boxing's hard to weigh up, you know. So I got beaten by a countback, and your man went on. I think he actually went on to win the gold in Moscow, and I and even coming home on the plane, like we were just members of the team. But like Paddy Barnes, um, Kinnegan got a bronze, Jaron Neal got silver, Eric Donovan That's got. 2009. Yeah, 2010. Eric Donovan got a bronze as well. And all the attention was on them fellas. And, like, we were at the airport. Yeah, it was just... It was a horrible feeling. And I said, I'd never, I'd never want that to happen happen to me again. So the next year, the, the Europeans were on, and I went over, and um, I had five fights there in, in seven days or something. I ended up um, fighting Tom Stalker in the final. Um, he was the captain of GB. Um, he was a good lad. We were in Sheffield training camp for for maybe two weeks um, before we went out uh, to Ankara in Turkey and he was beating me around the ring in the training camp and was it was hard it was a hard couple of weeks because the, the, the sparring was so hard and so intense with everything and I, I wasn't able to keep up um, but by the time I ended up fighting him in the final I, I beat him by by over 10 points I think in the end and I, I was I just I just hit it on the money and every every right hand I threw I hit him with. Um, what changed though in the? I think the there was no pressure on me. I sort of I had my medal in the bank. This was the final. Yeah. Um, I had my medal in the bank and I just went out there and enjoyed it. As in, I didn't like I went out there sort of saying, oh, I don't this fellas after beating me have beaten me up for the last couple of weeks. How will I work around this? But I said, have a medal in the bag. So I just go out and put on a show for myself and I ended up throwing a few right hands and catching them and I, I was even in shock you know by it I, I haven't watched it back now or anything but remember that oh yeah that was actually 2008 that was uh, the world championships um, first major medal um, even th- that's that's a uh, that's a that's a distant memory as well but I remember going I actually wanted to pack in boxing maybe six months before that I wanted to leave school pack in boxing and uh go working with my uncle as a carpenter. So I waited on, I done my leaving cert that June or July, and that, that championship was in October um, in Mexico, and I said, I'm going over on the plane, and I said, I just want to win one fight, and uh, I ended up winning. I won, I won five fights then in seven days, but I beat, in the final, uh, Daniel Yeluzinov, the Kazakh Thunder. Is he the Kazakh Thunder? Whatever, but he's... He's Olympic gold medalist now, and uh, I beat Fred Evans. He was Olympic silver medalist in wins. London. Yeah. yeah, so I beat him for a medal as well, and I beat a Cuban um, as well in one of the fights. So I've, I've mixed it with a lot of them, you know, but I forgot about all that until it popped up there. But it's like, 
it's frustrating because that was in 2008 and the social media wasn't really a thing and it sort of went under the cover. Not under the cover, you know, looking back on it, I'm delighted I've won it, but, you know, if I won that today, it would have been a bigger deal with everything. And as well, I was just telling my wife, Sharon, just like I've I seen um, Joe BT work on Air Sport recovering um, the European Games. And when I was in Moscow, RT actually came over and done a feature for the Europeans and when the five lads won medals and the following year when I won the gold there was no uh, media coverage really you know it just I just fell in between two stools now it's not it's no one's fault or anything but I just missed out on that that bit extra publicity that, that could always help you know but I still came back with the medals which was which was the main thing you know yeah, and the depth at European level Andy is something we've spoken about you would have won two European medals the year of Athens Mm. So, like, you would have known, you would have been mixing it at that level and known what was coming almost. Yeah, it's been said before, and it's like, I'm sure it's like, I don't know if, if, if the, the football relates to, like, the soccer. It's just like, every country is good in Europe. They're all good, they have a history and tradition in boxing. Whereas if you go to the Worlds or the European, or the Olympics, you might fight someone from Togo or someone from, you know, New Zealand or somewhere... Guyana, they don't have a great tradition and they don't have great technique or great boxers, but they get sent as represent representatives, so you can get a few easy fights and find yourself with a medal, you know, with a medal before you have to fight, fight somebody. So Europeans always, like, that's what I always take notice of, like to win a European medal really means something. So yeah, they, they've done extremely well, the team, the whole team, you know? Yeah, yeah well, when you look at the, the first games four years ago, you look at the team, Katie Taylor... Michael O'Reilly, Brendan Irvine, Sean McComb all won medals. Then you think of the build-up to this. One of our main prospects, Joe Ward, gone, gone pro, and here we come back with with six medals. Also, uh, Brendan Irvine, Irvine, yeah, with injured, injury. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's uh, in some ways you have to take your hat off to the coaches and 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 the high performance in some ways, and that they do have system or whatever it is I'm sure they're evolving all the time but it's working, it's consistently working isn't it and yeah. like Kirk, Kirk Walker's been around a while hasn't been, you know, kind of always playing second, second fiddle to Michael Condon I guess and now now that Michael's gone he's getting the attention and he's, he's coming to the fore and you can see you see, see, see that he's, with the attention he's getting it's, he's, he's producing like in just a, just the class of the box, even like Kerry Harrington, seeing how she boxes and goes goes about it, and Michaela Walsh, like they're they're, they're operators, you know, they're, they're technically very very good, mm. and they're world class amateur boxers, so it's it's yeah. it's good to see. But like even looking back on on the last Olympics in Rio '16, you know, it was a disaster games with everything with Michael Connolly getting robbed and Michael O'Reilly getting pulled out and Kate Taylor on the verge with her own issues, you know, but. Boxing was nearly thrown to the curb then. It was, oh, it's gone. It's, but they were so close to getting medals, them all. Joe Ward got caught. Paddy Barnes struggled with the weight. You know, it was, there were little issues, but it was all painted over, as in it was a failure. You know, there was nothing. Uh, one punch would have got Michael Collins. Well, you know, so that could have been still a, a very successful game. So it's not like boxing has just grown overnight to this level now. It was always at this high level. But sometimes you need breaks in, in boxing and... Um, we didn't get them in Rio, so I just feel that it was tarnished a small bit, and I think everyone thinks now something has changed. I'm sure not a lot has changed, but I'm sure that they're still operating at a very high level, which they were then, I'm sure, as well. But it's just good to see that the, 
that the, the results are coming now. You know, as I said, they, uh, one of them could have lo- like Kurt Walker um, could have lost one of them fights um, in the first round. You know, on a very narrow split decision, even a decision that might went against him, and he'd be forgotten about. Whereas now he's 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 a gold he's a gold medalist and he's a champion of Europe over over just one or two punches. You know, so the lines the margins are so small um, that you can't just blacken it when it doesn't happen. You know, there's the work is being put in all the time. I'm, I'm sure, whatever. Then it's great to see that finally they're they're getting the rub the green when it's when it's probably most important coming close to Olympic qualification. That's the unfortunate thing of it, though, that people are judged on success. So, like Rio, because there was no medals in boxing, yeah. people would have deemed it as a failure. And what had gone on beforehand in terms of like Michael Conlon was going over there to win. He was a world champion. He was going over to win. Katie Taylor was going over to, to win. And when it didn't happen, people automatically just write it off. They don't see what goes on yeah. in the background. But there is, it's so much of it is on the day. Like, obviously, Kelly Harrington didn't get to fight in the final because he had a hand injury. You mentioned Paddy Barnes there. It was clear in Rio that the weight was an issue. And, you know, he was going over to win another medal. But if we don't win medals, then people think, oh, maybe that's the end of the road. It's Boxing is on the... Yeah, but well, like, like in, in retrospect, like in Rio with with Billy Walsh leaving, yeah, kind of the negative press that was there, and then first day, Michael O'Reilly getting done for 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 a drug test, and then it was just kind of escalating. There was this kind of dark cloud hanging over them, and as uh, Ray said, you know, I thought Katie won the fight against Potkin, is her name, the Finnish lady, yeah, yeah. and it, it was funny that that's who. Kelly Harrington would have mm. had to fight, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, that would have yeah. been a nice little story about it, you know. Either say that for yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, well, it's going to be a nice little rivalry there. Like, uh, Kelly get revenge for Katie. And uh, and it would probably be kind of poetic as well because Kelly's always kind of, not she always plays second figures, she's kind of established herself on her own right now, but for a long time, she, Katie Taylor's the only name in female boxing in Ireland. But now she's, if she's the one to like, to avenge Katie, in Tokyo Olympics, that'll be that'll be something. That'll some people still call her Katie. Yeah, yeah some people, some yeah. <laughs> some some clowns. But it is like you know, with the results and with all that, no matter how good you are, you need some luck. But and in, the, in another sense, there's a saying that the ha- the harder you work, the luckier you get. So it all bounces out in the end, and it's like if you're actually really putting it in in the gym and, and emptying the tank every day and sacrificing you'll get those breaks you will get those breaks you know kind of I don't I don't it's very rare that you find someone who acts maybe Conlon in Rio but who does everything right extremely you know and knows that 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 this fight is big don't look past like take everything into consideration not overestimating themselves not underestimating their opponent you know like just being fully prepared mentally physically and doing everything in preparation you will get the right result if you know if you're good enough mm. maybe my con is the only exception to that but um, generally you work hard you get the breaks and Zor has obviously been a cornerstone of the whole thing for a long time but how much credit does Bernard Dunn need for having turned that that yeah. had been brewing after Rio. Well, I think yeah, he's kind of, and in some sense, like for a crew that he's given Bernard the autonomy to do what he wants, and like he's doing it his way, 
or it's, um, and I'm not sure the ins and outs of it because I, I don't, I, I'm not out there on a daily basis. So I wouldn't know, but from all accounts, Bernard runs the show. And um, if you're late for training, you're gone. If you, if you, if you know, so it's very strict. And he's kind of steadied the ship. And with Zor being there, there's a continuation of the te the techniques and, and and the teaching. So I. I uh, yeah, you had to, to, you had the whole the whole team have to be commended for the job they've done. John Conlon as well is very experienced, very wise, knows the game inside out, and knows knows the fighters. And not, like in terms of the way Billy Walsh would know if you know being Irish, knowing the tricks, like in terms of if someone's not really putting it in or someone is acting acting out outside of the ring, you know that that he'd be able to uh, identify those things. So it seems like they're on they're on a good path, but like. It could easily be. You could easily be talking about the, that Irish boxing is in a crisis. Those decisions sometimes it's a flip of a coin, isn't it? They're so tight those fights. So it's good, it's good news now, and and hopefully they'll they'll ride this wave. And just on court worker, like it's as creditable as a uh, performance as he can get. Like beat the one and two seeds on his way there, you know. And having been, he's close to Michael Conlon and the Collins generally, and kind of stepped out of his shadow. Not that there was any acrimony there, but it was just Conlon was just naturally in his way. So. Yeah. It's just the Olympics might be a little bit tricky for him, given that bantamweight has kind of hit the skids, and although featherweight has come down, so he's just going to have to move up one kilo, basically, to try and. What is it? Fifty-six kilos. He's fifty-six now, and fifty-seven is the yeah. Olympic weight. Ah, uh, that'll be fine for him. I think it'll be fine. It's not. It's not a huge leap. No, there's no issue. That's yeah. like bag of might, sugar. It might shorts. even. <laughs> it might even suit him a yeah. little bit better. You know, I don't know if he struggles making the weight or not, but he, he obviously doesn't because he's performing well, but. A kilo uh, is 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 nothing to move up. Uh, you know, it's if anything, it might it might aid him in his training. You mm. know, and Michaela Walsh, who picked up silver, I've always been so impressed with her temperament as much as her skills, because her skills are undeniable. But we spoke with Anthony Joshua last month, Andy, and how easy it was with the loss. She was so visibly annoyed to pick up silver, which in itself is a good achievement, and it's it bodes well that she's not satisfied for second best. That's that's what, like. You don't. Sometimes you want to see it as well, but you, she's like in time short now. She's really proud and happy with what she's done. Kind of like Paddy Barnes when he got the, the bronze, bronze yeah, yeah, in Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, was, he was a loser. He said yeah, yeah. to have a bronze medal. It was good. Like it's good. It's a good attitude to have. It's that Roy Keane self, you know, that self drive. Um, but like the whole team performed well. Even the ones that didn't medal, did, no, box box to a high standard. And th there's so many, to, like the six of them meddling, it's kind of, you, you're, you could easily leave somebody out without praising them, but they all did really well. Like I thought Michael Levin boxed extremely really well. And he kind of set the tone because he was in early and um, he was one of the first ones to box and then he kind of got, got them off to win it. And that's important too when you're away on a team. Yeah. You know, if you got like, if you were in a team and you go away and like two of the lads get beaten the first day and it's like, oh, it's kind of just, does bring everybody down a bit, you know, and like it's important to get off to a winning start just to keep keep the buzz going because there is a competitive nature and there's also you care about the person like your teammates. So, yeah. um, no, like I thought Mike and box really well. Now the fight in which he lost, you know, it was a tough fight, but he got hit with the forearm and went down. But um, but he's I think he's a, he's a, he's a, could be one like for like him and Gabriel Dawson's an interesting situation now when it comes to. The elites next year, or what way it goes with the qualifying? Like, mm. Who has the bigger shout to go to the next, next to the world championships? If there is a world championships, mm. but it's an interesting situation there.
And even Grania Walsh, who went there and medalled, was in a similar Same. situation because Christina Desmond, mm. in a really good fight at the seniors, uh, beat her. And it was actually similar, Grania's loss in this tournament. It was just range. It was against a longer opponent. And she's going to come up against that because she basically moved up to uh, an unnatural way to try and make the Olympics. She'd probably be more comfortable lower down. But, but with, every, with every passing month or whatever it is, she's, getting, she's adapting more. And she's getting more used to fighting bigger people. Yeah. And she's, she's training, picking up the skills in order to do that. So like, Christina will have to be on, be on guard now. For her future, you know. It shows the depth we've got that yeah, Grani can go and medal in European levels. Only two in every weight. They can they could medal, you know, whatever then. And yeah. Regan Buckley, like almost most impressive that he's gone from amateur to pro and back again and, you know, picked up where he left off almost. Yeah, because when you try, when you dish the vest and turn pro it's really frowned upon to to go back to the vest, you know, and I don't know, would would I've been able to make that decision? Um I'd nearly be thought of I don't know I would have I would have found it very hard to do it but he he obviously was man enough to do it and, and stuck to his guns and he's been rewarded for it now you know to 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 have two fights a professional and then say it's not for me and go back to the pro, back to the amateurs and then try and qualify for the Olympics and, and medal at the Europeans like that's a, it's a fair tale story really you know whereas it could have been it was very easy to if he did, if it didn't work from it was very easy to to tell him that he should have stayed fresh you know he was sort of he was coming for controversy uh if he didn't meddle you know so there was a little bit of pressure on him but not to him he's a, he's a nice young fella and he's he's very outgoing and, and bubbly with everything and he just loves his boxing so i'm delighted for him as well he was when i was leaving the team in 2016 he was sort of coming in and i always remember he was sort of I'm not, not not looked up to him or anything like that, but I, I was sort of one of the seniors there, and he sort of anything I said, sort of he believed, you know, whether it was true or not. But so I taking some credit now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I didn't. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about boxing, just in general. So it's good that I see these guys developing. You know, like even Gronya Walsh, Michaela Walsh, and even Kurt Walker. They were they were all as part of the team. And they're all just sort of floating around, you know. They were never, they were never the big names, the Kate Taylors and Michael Conlans are, whatever like that. But now it's great to see them at the top. But that, it just shows you how, how quick things are progressing and how how everything is moving on. You know, like this boxing is amateur boxing, especially is, is bigger than just one name. You know, and like Kate Taylors out of the equation, like all these guys are out of the equation, but yet there's people coming in, Kelly Harrington taking their place. And in a couple of years too, Kelly Harrington will be gone from there and a few more, and there'll be someone else taking their place. So it's good to see the, the conveyor belt of talent coming through. Yeah, and a great weekend in Minsk, but a sad note on the amateur scene, Andy, uh, Kevin Cheehy obviously passed away, a club mate of yours, mm. still an open investigation, but a tragic loss of life, really. Yeah, shocking, shocking yesterday, like we got the news that it was... What had happened to him, you know, and just, you, just, you just don't never think about those type of things, you know. And then, uh, well, I just it was funny because I woke up and I'd read the news that a man had been hit, killed in a hit and run. And then I get a text during, well, in the morning saying that it was Kevin. And like, I, I, I can't claim that I knew him, I only met him a handful of times, but he was uh, like a lovely young man, um, very pleasant very focused I must say like he was focused and determined and confident because I'd always meet him in the stadium and he was always kind of being that kind of mindset but he was talented too you know he was a good southpaw and for a heavyweight 
you know, he would have been attractive. He would have been an attractive prospect for a lot of people in the pros, being uh, being Irish, being being that weight and having that kind of a slick style. Mm. He would have been a, he was a, he would have been a prospect, you know. And I'm not sure if he would have made this Olympics, but certainly the next Olympics, 2024, he would have been tipped for that, you know. It's a sad, sad, tragic loss. Like it's just just a waste of life. Like, and yeah, it's, it's just you. You just think like of his family and that, don't you? Like it's, it's hard to get your head around, it, isn't it? It's not like yesterday, all night, just thinking about him. Like you know, like in the just <coughs> sad, 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 sad situation. Puts everything into perspective, really. You mm. know, he like like he's part of like there's sort of a, an unwritten rule. Like the boxing family is sort of all together. Like I, 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 I came on him a few times, but I, I wouldn't really know him either. But like my sympathies go out to his family now and to everything. Like I know how hard it is. To be a boxer coming up and whatever then and all the hardship he would have went through so it's just it's just disappointing that that has ended like this for him you know especially with family on the way as well and even for St Francis Boxing Club you know I've been I was down there through all my underage boxing and was always well looked after with Ken Moore and all them and great he was the, people he was you the know. biggest star in the club you know for the last number of years because he was always winning the championships and anytime you see Ken Moore you'd see see Kevin you know they'd be together and mm. It's going to be there's going to be a huge void in the club now with him gone. Um, I'm sure it's going to take a long time for them to process it as well as, uh, as as well as everybody else who knew him well, you know. So, yeah, tough, tough, tough situation all around. Yeah, yeah all we can do is send condolences to the Sheehy family. Um, just to switch to the pro boxing scene, uh, rattle through this that Lee Reeves uh, uh, got picked up a win, but there was disappointment for Paul Island against Patera in Milan. A brave effort, but came up short. And a shock defeat for Dylan Moran, who uh, surprisingly knocked out on his American debut. But just on the pro side, Ray, uh, you have a fight coming up now? This yeah, month. I have. Uh, in two weeks' time, actually. July 12th. Oh, yeah. um, Boston, uh, the Encore Casino in Boston Harbour, which is a brand new top of the, top of the range facility, casino, resort. Um, you headline? I'm co-feature. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greg Vendetti, he's a local lad there. He's headlining for, uh, I think he's headlining for a belt as well. But I'm actually fighting for the for the New England um, junior welterweight title, which is good to, to go straight back into a title fight. You know, it shows good confidence in in my team that the that they're ready to put me straight back in. Uh, initially, I thought after my loss in Castle Barrett that I might need it to be um, go through a little rebuild. You know, a small rebuild, maybe a one or two handier fights that. Just get my confidence even back, but uh, things have been going great at training. And when this opportunity came up, King Casey made the call to to Packy saying um, the big fight date in on July twelfth. And so it's it's the first ticketed event at this casino, and it's uh, I think it's a three thousand uh, seater indoor event, and I think it's it's a pretty big deal. The casino open only opened a week ago, and it's it's been it's been blown up to this something something very big it's probably the closest i can get to vegas at this point you know with it but uh so the the need um very competitive fights there and the need entertainment fights and what's your what's your take on fries what's what's you looking at him from the outside yeah he's he's busy he's strong he's come forward um you know there's plenty of holes in his armory too i know his his heart and his will is probably um Higher than his skill level, you know. It, so uh, he, he I, this is a big fight for him. I think this could be his biggest fight, and he has, he probably has a lot to prove. To, he's good support coming from New York and all that, and he probably, 
um, trying to prove a lot to them. Um, now, this is the biggest fight of my career because it's my next fight. And every fight, uh, your next fight is always your biggest fight. Um, but I'm using this to get back on, on track for myself. And what do you think about going into this fight after a loss, you know, big loss? Uh, not big loss, but it was yeah. a high-profile loss when yes, it was on TV yeah, here, yeah. and it was your homecoming. Um, your confidence, how's, has, it, has it affected your confidence, um, would you say? Or? Probably at the start it did. Got back in training and getting back sparring and getting back being, getting hit, I suppose, and saying, you know, and, oh, I'm getting worried here. I wonder like, what that was. How will you react? Yeah, how will I react? But it's it's six months now and I'm in the gym since the end of January um, with all the controversy with contracts and everything it's been the delay maybe it's a godsend that I I had to stay training until this actual point and training is going very good I mean I'm getting hit you know and I'm confident getting hit and there's no problem with that and um, I'm hitting back plenty as well so my weight is good I'm actually fighting at a higher weight which is 140 and I know did you have problems with the weight before? Um, the fight, I didn't actually have problems. I know there's an issue there, and a lot of people said that. Yeah, you had a lot of people did, trouble. but no one. <laughs> yeah, no that's one. The word, that's the word. Like yeah. the official word that though you had. I know, but who were these people? Like yeah. I know, like it was an it was a scapegoat. I could have said, yeah, the weight affected me, and it was a problem. But I didn't have an excuse. I put everything um, into that, and I did everything right. Um, though I felt now there was an hour before the weigh-in where I just had to jump into the bat to get rid of two pounds. And I was on the phone up to that. I was reading a book. I was I was flying. But when I came out of the bat now, I was a bit shaky. Mm. But that was like for, for 20 minutes before the weigh-in. And when I weighed in, then I fueled straight back up. But looking back on it now, the two, the two times I got dropped in a fight was when I was down at that weight. Um, and I'd done a small bit of research... Um, that you know, like to make that weight, I obviously have to to get rid of a lot of fluid in my body, um, and when you lose fluid from all your body, when you go that extra bit, you lose fluid from around your brain, and obviously you can't put that back on uh, straight away. So by the time it comes to fight, it's only thirty six hours later, and you don't have the tolerance or the defence against a punch maybe that you would have if you were at your walking around weight or if you didn't have that fluid drained. Um, so, like, the shot I got caught with, it wasn't even a shot. And I, uh, But I just I had no tolerance to defend myself against it mm. and I just hit the ground. And I'm going to be controversial now as well. Uh, with the second knockdown, I was off balance, I was falling, and he just sort of pushed me off balance, you know, and I ended up... That if We're going to pull a replay up here. <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, because I have watched that fight back now a lot of times, but and if that wasn't a knockdown, the second one, the fight would end at a draw because I have the scorecards at home as well. But it wasn't a knockdown, so I'm I was pushed off balance with it. And but the first one, I it wasn't even a punch. Like it wasn't as in it was a it punch. Yeah. No, it was a punch. But I got hit with plenty harder shots in training, and I could defend myself. You said that you've watched it and you had the score, so obviously. It's still there, like it's still there. Yeah. What do you put, like, what do you put the loss down to? What's what? How, where, how do you identify? Um, I probably besides the weight. Yes, I probably traded point. with him too much, and I tried to stand and box him because I thought initially I I thought that he was busy, and he, but he wasn't strong. 
So I said, lovely, I can match. I'll be able to defend myself against this fella and then I'll box him in the later rounds. But he ended up, he hurt me to the body early on. And then every time he hit me after that, it was sore, mm. you know. And then, so when being hurt to the body as well, so you have the initial pain that's there, but it also takes the wind out of the sails. So your, your movement becomes compromised. So by the time then I had to move, I was laboring. So well, now I ended up winning round six, seven, eight and all the judges' cards, but it was too little, too late. If I started at the boxing, um, you know, a little bit more amateur It's very style. hard to come back from two knockdowns. Yeah. It's very hard, isn't it? Like, but, uh, but not even... an eight-round fight. Yeah, but no, ten rounds. Was it ten rounds? Yeah, yeah, ten yeah. Rounds. yeah. But not even a knockdown, so the rounds was ten-seven, but that's okay. But what it took out of my body... Uh, like the wind out of your body for getting yeah, of course, hit to the yeah. Yeah, your so legs aren't the same you know they're not you're on the stool you're, and they're saying yeah, move just move this round yeah. you know you know yourself yeah. I'm not going to be able to get around this ring but I actually did it for the, for the next well, three rounds yeah, you I know but well, I yeah. think if I could have started like that yeah. I was so drawn um, to the stereotype as in I can stand and trade with this guy and he's not going to hurt me but mm. I was wrong at that so and if I can move after that you know after being hurt and if I can move after that, I, surely I can, I can plan my fight to be able to move from the round one, you know, when I'm fresh. How would you compare the Mexican opponent to Friars? Um, similar style, um, not as um, clinical. Don't say as strong now, because you know... Yeah, no, I don't know, I haven't been <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it, no. I, was, I said not as clinical, <laughs> which means, like, looking back at that Mexican... Uh, or How many later, times have you watched the fight? Probably six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, six Don't and watch half. it again now. No, but yeah, he's professional ten years, and he had the the, the what would you call seasoning. it? Yeah, the seasoning or the or the what would you, yeah the yeah the seasoning. So he knew he knew going to the body early would have the, affected the me. Yeah, yeah. and like he had over twenty fights, you know, and he's mixed in Mexico too. There's no there's no easy fights, but. Uh, he he was he was smarter than me in the ring. You know, I had more boxing skill, but he was smarter in the in the air. Uh, we probably could have, but I don't regret mm. the fight at all. Um, I think people um, needed to see what I'm all about. You know, that is that's me out and out. I went out on my shield. Um, I went out there and I put everything in, and people now know how real my my career is. Yeah. And like the support I've got since I've, since that fight has that's, been second to you know, the, the, like what you will learn from that. Instead of some people who are out there fighting absolutely fighting nobodies yeah. and they've got undefeated records, and they're trying to pull the wool off of people's yeah. eyes by saying I'm an undefeated fighter, but yeah. they've absolutely fought nobody. Yeah, and they're going to continue to fight nobody, and they're never going to go anywhere. Yeah, and if they ever do step up to fight, even half a even half a test, they're going to get beat because they've been used to fighting nobody's and facing no resistance yeah so like it will stand to you the fight but it's how how you overcome it mentally not it's not mm. as physically it's not it's nothing you know like, it's just mentally and it seems like you've got the right and i think this if you can beat friars that'll be the big step you know yeah. it's only getting back in there and doing it again is the only way as much as you want it and it's unfortunate you've had this long layoff because you have to dwell and live with that that fight but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a crushing like it wasn't a crushing defeat in in the sense that you lost you got dropped in the hurt, but you, the way you came back and fought on, despite being hurt, despite being tired, mm. despite fighting somebody who's much more experienced than you and, and stronger probably it, it, at that weight, yeah. 
Like that's that's all the credit you got to take from it, you know. Yeah, the flight, like the flight's on Friday. The flight Friday. Is, so when would you fly over? Well, we're actually flying over the Monday. Yeah. Um, so a couple Is of days. This big casino putting you up in a suite now. Um, maybe not this time. <laughs> I hope to I hope to pack it out and give them a good entertainer fight, and they want me back again. Yeah. You know, that's like boxing is it's entertainment and it's uh, it's a business at the end of the day. So I'm going to have to put on a show. You know, winning is not will not cut it anymore. You know, I'm at a level where I need to start, I need to get my name out there. People need to know who I am. Uh, I need to be distinctive. So, yeah, I hope to put on a show and next time I'll be in the high roller suite. <laughs> and uh, you'll be welcome over yeah, just give us <laughs> any time. Give us the ring key. <laughs> but like, that gap out of the ring, Ray, like you've been so busy in your pro career and not having an opponent until relatively recently, did that mean when you were going to camp you were just focusing on yourself and your own game rather than trying to think of tactics for your opponent when you put it like that yeah definitely I've been I had to like I had six months there just myself and Packy and if he he was getting me doing drills and uh, like I, I'd challenge him on it because I'd be very um, one way myself and I like to do things that I like to do you know but when someone's telling you to do something it's, it's not clicking and it's hard and Sometimes you're getting hit and sparring because you're trying this one thing. Um, but I had enough time to continue trying it until it worked um, before any fight. You know, whereas before we're in out of fights, if anything, Packy was just helping me with weight management um, for the first two years because I was in and out of fights, hadn't time to really um, to start building on a style or to, to develop new skills. So thankfully now we had the time to spend with each other. And the Niall Kennedy and... Um, Spike fought in March and they've sort of haven't been in the gym a whole lot. Now they're coming back to the gym now as well. So I was sort of single-handedly in the gym and Packy was sort of, it was a one-to-one basis, you know, whereas you could, like, just by fluke as well, just with the way fight dates um, fell. So I really benefited from that as well, uh, to be able to just work with them one-on-one and, and, and take the time to learn the skill, you know, because you, you can't pick it up overnight. The, um, Especially the when I when I have so much knowledge in the boxing ring, you know, the little one percents here and there are they're hard to get, you know, and that's what we're looking for. So how hard is it when you're looking at the likes of Nile and Spike going off the fight, and you're thinking, "Geez, I'd love to be going off for a fight." Yeah, especially when they went out to Boston, they were. Uh, did they not invite you. Uh, they probably did invite me, yeah, but I wasn't in a position to go. I haven't fought since December, so and I'm not working. I'm full time professional, yeah. so. I uh, I wouldn't have been able to go with them, but uh, no, I wouldn't begrudge them for going over. I'd be, I'd obviously want them oh, yeah, to do well on a personal level. Yeah, I'd yeah. say I'd love to be, I'd love to be part of that yeah. group. But knowing that they were going over, they were sort of like they paved the way for me, really. Mm. Before I joined Packy, Spike and Nile were over fighting with Murphys, you know. And when I joined the team, they brought me along with them, you know. So it's it's through their help that I have this opportunity, you know. So. But I would like to be like just go crack after the fights too, you know. Even after fallout with assassins, what can, what can you say or what can't you say about that? Yeah, um, there was uh, a misunderstanding with a couple of issues, and there was it was ongoing for a couple of weeks, and I was tied into a contract, and we ended up splitting amicably, and both of us we we left the party. Um, they they released me from my contract, and I uh, 
or withdrew any statements or charges I had, not charges, but withdrew anything I had against them and we just left it at that and I wish them the best as they continued on even though they were probably um, dented after all that. Yeah, it was very hard to come back from it. Just that way, instead of dragging it out. Yeah, like I didn't didn't want to drag it out because at the end of the day, it was my career that was going to suffer. As in, I wouldn't be fighting um, yeah, in two weeks' time. Yeah. It could be next year when I fight. Shelved, yeah. And, uh, yeah, shelved. And for the sake of a small issue that I can correct it now um, on July 12th, you know, so... And in a way, it's, it's probably, in the long run, it's, it's kind of going to be a blessing if you if you have more control of your career. And uh, I, I definitely have more control over my career. And I'm dealing with one man now, so Packy is direct with everything, and he's direct then to to King Casey. And it's always uh, to me, it's always a benefit. It's a like manager and trainer to be the same person because that's who's seen you day to day and knows what you're going through, is going through it with you. You know, I just think there's almost so much more benefits to having. And, and it's nearly not profit for Packy at this stage. Like Packy is. He's he's invested in me now. You know what I mean? Because there's no profit on me anyway at the minute. So he's he's doing all this now because he wants to do it and he wants to help me and he sees a future. Wait to be a world champion. You were clever, Vasco. You were very clever back in the day. Yeah. Well, Packy's clever now. Yeah. Whatever. But like the middleman is gone now. So now I'm I'm. Like, so you need a manager to negotiate things and get you into positions and all that. But over the last two years, as, as I said, I've sort of made these links myself. So the, the as Packy is is my trainer now and he's 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 managing. But there's not much to manage because we sort of we know exactly what we're doing and what we want and where we're going. So it things are falling into place. But uh, the middleman is gone, and I'm in a far better position now moving forward. But I was. Um, Disappointed to see the to see assassins finished up completely. You know that wasn't um, my intention or my goal. You know because I know the boxers got got um, got sidelined as well, and they've they've no manager now. So I was I was disappointed with that. Um, but if if things weren't uh, running accordingly, maybe that was what had to be done. You know, but I, I was disappointed to see because they had put on good shows in Ireland, you know, and, the, and at the start of my career, they took me on and I wouldn't have been, um, I wouldn't probably be in this position now without them at the start. So, you know, there is there is a time and place for everything and when I was with them, when I needed them, but um, I've, I feel I've outgrown, I've outgrown them now. Um, were you in the gym yesterday? I was. Jerry Cooney was in. Yeah, lovely man. I didn't know an awful lot about him until uh, Packy sent a message during the week to say he was coming up on, on Monday. And I obviously done my research on him then, but uh, as soon as I went up to him, there was, or when I, as soon as I went to the gym, I was a little bit late, and uh, there was like 100 people, 150 people in the gym, all kids running around, and he was over at, uh, he was over at one of the rings, there was a few lads in Sparn, and I just went over, I made a beeline straight to him, and shook hands, and I didn't say hello to anyone else when I went in, I just went straight over to Jerry, and he spent 10 minutes talking to me, you know, and telling me uh, um, just about professional boxing, and about um, Boston, he knew King Casey as well, and asked me about my record, and like very down to earth, very the, exactly how I would like to be in in a couple of years' time. You know, he gave he gave everyone loads of time, and there was no airs of graces about him. He was he was the real deal, you know. And I, if I would I would 
I'd love to meet him again at some stage, you know, and I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with him, no problem. You know, whereas some people at a, at a very high level, you know, they nearly looked at, not looked down on, on, on people, but they might be able to have a hold of conversation. But he, he could, he, I could connect with him and he could connect with those, those little kids running around, he could connect with them as well. So just uh, a gentleman, really, out of the ring. And uh, lovely to see him. I want to see too how he, how how was all his faculties intact. You know, in the war he was he was sharp. He was on the ball. He spoke. Um, he spoke great. Did he show his left hook. He didn't show his left Serious hook. Serious power. Who no. <laughs> said that he was the most powerful? One of the most powerful was a former. I think it was one of those former, yeah. boxers yeah. ever fought. I was at a panel discussion with him, and it was all the heavyweight champions. And he was there. He wasn't a heavyweight champion, but like, out of what you talked about, Wilder Fury. Yeah, they had this this table of holy. F they had every champion there, like all the mm. champions from years. Like, um, and you, you spoke about his facilities. Like, he he was most. You could see that even though he probably took a lot more punishment than some of them, he he was sp speaking a lot more clearly and had a lot more about him than than those. Like and that's that's that was a quite it was quite sad actually that these guys who were champions like sort of Spinks Leon Spinks was there uh, who else was there there was um, Lewis was there Lewis was there him besides Holyfield was there Reddick Bow was there and it was hard to see him because they couldn't half of them just put a paragraph together you know and mm. overcome it like without stumbling and but Jerry the complete opposite. Yeah, um, and it was kind of like you know this guy who was never at that level, and look at how it, how it ended. Like the price they paid for to have those to have that glory in the early stages of their life, they're, mm. they're paying for it now. Mm. And you mentioned Boston and uh, Dropkick Murphys and all that, and it's become a bit of a home for home for you because you've been there. This is your eighth fight yeah, over eighth there, fight there, yeah. And any excuse for Packy to go back to Boston as well. That's so. it, yeah. And your brother's over there as well. Yeah, I have a brother over there, Adrian. He's over there over twenty years now, and. Uh, there's like there's a massive Irish community over there, and between Packy, knowing everyone over there, and if he doesn't know them, he'll tell you he knows them anyway. And uh, and my brother Adrian, and and then so we we live in Dorchester. Or King Casey has a house there, so that's where we stay. So there's a local coffee shop we go down, and everyone there's a lot of people from Connemara there, people from Limerick, people from all over, and they all know us now. So there's like a little community there um, that we're part of. And they all come to the fights, you know, and like it's they're really on board with us. The Irish lads coming over for fighting, and uh, and like it's it's great. I but I love it. You know, which is it's probably it's one of my favorite places to go um, over fighting, especially. All going well, you you be for Ireland. Like it's not it's not going to be as easy as that. But you say all going well. How often, how soon do you want to be back in? Um, I'm hoping to be back out in September. Mm. So I know. So I'm going to come home. I sort of like. Obviously, you don't overlook one fight, but we still we still need to plan. You know, you can't just fall into a fight. So everything is sort of planned. And we're looking at September, hopefully defend my title, which is um, which will keep me on track. And, like, so I know the summer is a, is a very quiet time with boxing and all that, even though not so much now with, with fights in August and all that. But I sort of had my break. Uh, from January to now, so I'm going to be straight back into the gym um, 
a week or two after I get back and be getting ready for September. Whereas if you said that to me a few years ago that I had to train during the summer and I couldn't do what all the, the lads are doing or I couldn't go on holidays, you know, I'd be, I'd be saying I wasn't fighting. But now I've that penciled in already, I know exactly what I'm doing. So I have to. I'm 29 years of age now, no point kicking the stone up the road. This is the chance now to to make it the next You've got the next three or four years yeah. to push on now. That's it, yeah. And, like, the safety nets are gone, as in, you can't, if, like, I need to be beating Larry Fryers. Mm. Like, as I said, there's nothing easy about it, but to get to the next level or to have people invest in me, I, even to invest in myself, I need to be above this level, and this is the start of another chapter or another journey with it, so. But again, there's nothing easy, and anything can happen in a fight, but in high, in... In retrospect, it is um, just a step of stone for me and moving forward. Will we be able to watch this fight? Yeah, it's on the UFC Fight Pass. Um, I think Murphy's have done a link done with Dana White. So, King Casey and Dana White from Boston originally. Yeah. And I think they're 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 close. You know, they're they're two high profile men and involved in contact sports. So I think they're pretty close. And I think Dana and King Casey have a link. Or a, a partnership done that a lot sounds of sounds like you're saying done. King Casey. King like Casey. He, is, he, is, he sounds like he is the King, King Casey. Casey. King Casey. <laughs> <laughs> King of Boston. Yeah. So the, the partnership there will be live on UFC Fight Pass as well. So it's nice. To, it's a good fight for people over here to be able to tune in and watch. You know, Niall O'Connor's in the bill as well. Niall O'Connor. Yeah, I'm actually sparing him today. Um, I've been sparing him for the last couple of weeks. He's 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 probably the most approved boxer um, in Ireland. Um, he's he's very competitive, very sharp, very strong. He's he's a tough fight um, against Luis Arcon, the Venezuelan um, Olympian. Uh, nine 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 wins, nine KOs or something. But uh, I'd be I'd be quietly confident that Niall O'Connor will could pull off the up, the upset. You know he's. I rate him very highly. I have a tipping on this show. That's it. I said, uh, put, put all the, I heard everyone was sparring your man. Yeah, but you didn't ask me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they all said they were hammering him, so I just said, yeah. go, go for Polly. How'd yeah. you get on with him? I got on very yeah. well with him, yeah. No, no, I didn't. No, no, I would never. They don't be telling stories about sparring. <laughs> um, we got on very well. I, You know, we we were working on drills with each other more so. There wasn't free sparring. We weren't out to kill each other. And uh, he was, he was unorthodox, so he, he did catch me with some shots as well. But in terms of boxing skill, he was limited, but he had enough boxing skill to definitely carry him through a fight. Um, but uh, bare knuckle boxing, how, uh, yeah, I know nothing hard. about it, you know, there's no, no way. But the, one of the nicest fellas I've ever met in the boxing scene was, was Artem uh, with everything. So I was delighted that he got the win in the end. Good stuff. Well, a few bits before we wrap up. Uh, Colin Nicotine is off. Uh, Nikitin, I should say, yeah. is off. Then. Never going to happen, is it? Again. Like, it's over now, yeah. It was a fight that wasn't really on the same... They weren't on the same level. But it was just one... It was a nice Good story, one. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah and I'm, like, you suspect that he was signed specifically just for this rematch, for this yeah. purpose. Unless Nikitin, like, pulls off a huge upset against somebody down the line, and then... Yeah. It, it well, Mike is now can move on, push on, put it to bed, because he... He's tried in, in all honesty to make the fight, so yeah, go on now, go on and move up the ranks. I'm sure, yeah, we don't know who he's going to fight next. But. I would have liked to see him with Kakachi. I know it came out of the blue, but yeah. like, I know Kakachi, I was on teams with him years ago, and he was one of the hardest hitters um, 
Awkward too. Yeah, like it would have been. It would have been a great fight if they were a little bit closer in in terms of of ranking and all that. But you know, a local derby like that would have caught the attention. I, for one, would have definitely went up to that one. Um, I, I probably I don't know what I'm going to do now, but you know that would have caught my attention. Maybe it's because I'm a boxing enthusiast, and maybe not. I don't know, but. I would have loved to have seen it. You know, that was sort of a grudge match, even if anything. But I know there mightn't have been a lot out of it. A big risk and probably a low reward. So probably the right option to to get someone else in that he can that he can climb the ranks with. And on to wider matters. At this point, I'd like to thank our loyal fans and listeners, including Tyson Fury, who seems to enjoy some of Andy Lee's pearls of wisdom. Do you want to know the truth? Go on. I'm not boxing much. I didn't do a thing Ben told me to do. Ben wanted me to go out box and take him six, seven rounds and let him get tired and all that. But I didn't. I didn't want to. I wanted a knockout in America. When I go out for a knockout, if I've ever went somewhere for a knockout, in my mind, I've never not got one. But when I go to slip and box, and I can do that too, but for some reason, I wanted to knock Tom Schwartz out and make a statement in American part on a show, because that's what they like. The Americans love a knockout. Andy Lee told me last year, the Americans love a knockout. They don't care when, how or why, but they love a knockout. And everyone was telling me, all the promoter boxing promoters, so they love a knockout. And there's me thinking, well, I don't have that knockout style. So... It was, it was. I said to these boys, I said to Kevin Brendan I'm in the thing, I said, I'm going to get him out of there quick. I said, it's going to be either him or me, because this is America and everyone wants to see an explosive performance. So that was that. I what, what was Ben's response to this then? What? To you kind of, not say not listening to him, but kind of doing your own thing, if you like. Um, what, what can he do? I got a good victory and it worked. My plan worked. It's a job done. Job done, in and out. There you go, Tyson Fury off the Brawl Superfan. Um, happy with that, Andy? Yeah. He's it, listening to you over Ben Davison. We're sending out messages here to all boxers. So, listen. <laughs> <laughs> we want knockouts. <laughs> what does Ben, we're fans of Ben on this show, what do you think he makes of that, that uh, Tyson just went out there and did his own thing? I think that's just the... Uh, Keeping him on his toes. Yeah, the and the, also the kind of... Um, how can I say... Uh, the frame of mind that Tyson has that he's always likely to do something in the moment that he feels what he feels you know that he's hot around his head and that's why he's in great fights all the time like a lot of times but uh, yeah it's good good good. it was him or me it was going to be him or me could you imagine (laughs) it was him I know after what happened Joshua (laughs) and he said and did like Swartz did throw a good left hook in, in, in the first round um but good 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 job, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, should thank uh, IFL TV for that clip. Uh, just quickly on the middleweight scene, we didn't he- learn a whole lot. Demetrius Andre had another, like he started fast and then sort of reverted to type a little bit. Didn't didn't really. How lucky, any- Andy? Didn't blow anyone away. Yeah, exactly, Dimitri. Come oh, man, <laughs> you were in the cronk. You know what the story is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's just I recorded it and I fast forwarded for the whole show. Even Park, I was like, once I seen a few rounds, was forward through the whole thing and just seen that they're all going long, like, your fight could have got your man out of there, really, if he pressed the gas. He wasn't up too much. Parker didn't, couldn't stop him by his own merit, got a referee, and then 
I, I, you watch the first one, you go, oh, this is it, this is it, here he is now, this is Andre, this yeah. is what you want, this is the talent, this is the skill, this is what you want to see, you know, put on a show, you know what I mean, first round, and then just drags it out, drags it out. He did the same thing in Boston, he knocked Doc down a couple of times and then just took his foot off the gas, coasted the last nine rounds. That, that guy was ready to go because he just couldn't take a punch, that, that guy who you mentioned. Just kept looking for the loop and left hand, just putting it down the pipe because it landed once and even when it landed in the first round, it was kind of a shot on top of the head that kind of was not, was kind of... But you can't go and perform like that and then come out and start calling out Triple G or Canelo. Nobody wants to see Like, yeah, people are saying, like, he has his, like, he does have some ardent fans and they're saying, no, he's, he is, he's not, how can, how can you say he's boring that he's, he's a technical boxer and what he does is for the purest, but as Ray said, at some stage he has a, you have to entertain as well and put on the show. Yeah. I don't think he's affected by it. I don't think he's... I don't think he really cares. I think he's won the fight and that's it now. But... You're already hearing, though. Like, how, how do you handle Android? Like, are, I don't know. Are any of the other title holders going to want to fight? What does he bring? What does he bring? Unless Eddie Hans going to throw huge money at them to fight him. Because he doesn't look like a killer. He's going the distance with everybody. Like what? But I think it's it's good for middleweights coming up. There's a, there's a man there to target for a world title. You know, mm. like the rest of them, like can't really touch. Yeah. You know, they're not touchable. But that's a Jake title. Jake Andrade is a good fight, isn't it? Yeah, and her and promotion. They're, they're buddies, though. I think that. Might. Ah, come on, get in the ring. Put it to one side. Fought buddies before. Um, the WBC, have you seen this franchise belt that they've introduced? So basically Canelo's got his own special belt and Charlo has <laughs> been given the WBC middleweight title. One of the most coveted titles in the history of boxing has just been handed to... Uh, I didn't see the fight, but apparently Charlo didn't look all that good. No, like that, that could be a Charles fight. A belt, Charlo <laughs> against... Charlo Andre could be a fight because no one wants to fight either of them, so maybe they can just fight each other. I don't know, with the PBC zone crossover, I don't know sure if that will happen, but... Mm. Yeah... And Canelo Golovkin seems to be in trouble. There's uh, talk of Canelo against Kovalev now mm. at 170. So Interesting. That's another cross-platform. I'd actually like to see that fight. I don't care what people say. <laughs> I want to see that fight. I don't, I don't really have much interest, as much as I hate to say it, in two great fights. And I would watch it any day of the week. But I, I think in terms of watching a fight, I'd, I think I'd prefer to watch Canelo versus K Kovalev. There's Just an for the crack. There's an intrigue there. There's yeah. a, an unknown element to it, yeah. Uh, who did I hear? Oh. Golovkin Moniga. That's oh, yeah? in the works. I've heard that's that could be uh, something going on with that. I heard that Canelo might have a knee injury, an ongoing knee injury. Remember, he had a surgery on the knee before. And that that's why they might push with Kovalev at a later date. And for the September date, that'll be Golovkin against Jaime Moniga. Maybe Dennis is holding up. Oh, yeah. Mm. That'll be a good fight, actually. And uh, here as well. Um Billy Joe and Callum Smith, is that...? This has been talk about it, hasn't he, for a while? I think uh, Warren submitted an offer, but you know what these things are like. It's, yeah. uh, Could be Aaron and Warren trying to work together, yeah. it doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. but that would be a good fight. Yeah, there's a lot of good fights out there in the middleweight, you know, because there's a lot of <coughs> close, low mm -hmm. styles and different styles that people, like, that boxing be, fans that would, that would be, love to see, you know. That would be an unbelievable fight, Saunders against Callum Smith. It yeah. would be an unbelievable Who fight. Who would you favour in that one? Very hard to pick. Unbelievably hard to Callum pick. Callum at 168 wouldn't have the edge, wouldn't he? But Billy's a big... Billy's solid, like, and he's slippy, and he's a, he'd box around him, you know what I mean? But Callum's better than just... what He's actually better than he looks, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. not, he's more than just a, a in-ear-muffs, come-forward, straight-lines kind of a fighter. He's actually got a lot of grade to what he does, so... 
like if it could be, that could be pulled off, it's, it's a blockbuster fight. Yeah, I think he is the wild card. Can I, or Callum Smith could beat a lot of guys, uh, big names. So hopefully he gets a big fight. Last word to you, Ray. So just over a week to go. Uh, you excited? Is that the main? Yeah. Oh, emotion? absolutely. No, no. This is it. A boxer is excited when he's coming close to a fight. Yeah, this is where I want to be. Going over to America on one of the biggest stages I can, I can be fighting for a belt. Um, everything is going well in camp, and uh, really excited and looking forward to it. And you know, I'm, I'm intrigued as well to see what the next, what the next phase is for me. You know, this is this is exactly where I need to be and where I want to be at this moment. So delighted with everything. Prediction for the fight. Um, Pain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I a very entertaining fight, um, definitely, because uh, he he's coming to fight and I'm coming to fight. Uh, um, and if the ch- chance comes to, to get him out of there, I will take him out, as you told me. The Americans want to see him. If you told Tyson Fury, uh, I believe you, and uh, it worked for him, so I'll, I'll definitely try it too. Two rounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, best of luck. I'm sure we'll catch up after, and thanks a million for coming in. No, that's all. Thanks yeah. for having me now. That's our lot for this week. Uh, until next time, it's goodbye from us. All I can do is stay up Back as kids we used to kiss when we played Truth or Daya Now she's more sophisticated, highly educated, Not at all overrated I think I need a prayer to get in a book And it looks rather dry I guess a twinkle in her eye is just a twinkle in her eye Although she's crazy stepping, I'll try and stop the stride Cause I won't have no more of this passive vibe Time for me to voice my opinion Can't be pretending she didn't have me Sprung like a chicken, chasing myself like a doggy She was kind of like a star
the dopest Ethiopian And now the world around me begins moving in slow motion Whenever she happens to walk by Why does the apple of my eye overlook and disregard my feelings No matter how much I try Wait, no, I did not really pursue my little princess with persistence And I was so low-key that she was unaware of my existence From a distance I desired her Secretly admired her, wired her, a letter to get her And it went, my dear, my dear, my dear, you do not know me But I know you very well Now let me tell you about the feelings I've been for you When I try or make some sort of attempt I simp, damn I wish I wasn't such a wimp Cause then I would let you know that I love you So when I bother your man, then I would beat you The only lying I would do is in the bed with you Then I turned to tell the one who loves you dearly P.S. love me tender But the letter came back three days later Returned to cinder Damn